This is the Thursday, December 9th edition of Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action, a little NFL, NBA, and some college hoops as well. We'll get you in and out, as we promise, in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined for the first time on this podcast by Aaron Dolan. How are you? Great. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. So a little bit of craziness last night with some of the games, but it's an abbreviated slate, the association. We'll get to that, but we got to start on the gridiron. Steelers and Vikings. Pittsburgh coming off probably his best performance of the season. Look at his best win. Vikings, perhaps its worst performance of the season as they lose yeah. to the hapless and previously winless Lions. So here's Minnesota lane three. It looks like Dalvin Cook is a go, although we don't really know how healthy he is. No Adam Thielen. How are you approaching this one tonight? So for starters, I'm definitely staying away from the spread. My gut told me all week Minnesota minus three, but they're actually terrible against the spread. Three and 11 ATS is a favorite. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh is great as a dog. 17-5 and one ATS since the start of 2018. Mike Tomlin as a dog. I mean, this man thrives in this type of situation. So for me, I kind of feel like this could potentially be a trap game. I don't really have a lean either way. So staying away from that altogether. And that's for the total. I'm actually, I loved over 43 and a half. The line actually already moved this morning to 44 and a half. Um, but unders are 10 and three on Thursday night games. So I know this might be a very popular play taking that under. I am going to go with the over. I think this will be much higher scoring game with these mediocre defenses. The Steelers given up 24 points, Vikings 25, while the Vikings also rank 26 in defensive efficiency. Then on offense, the Vikings are putting up 26 points, Steelers 20, which isn't great either. I just think given this game and some of the things that are on the line for, you know, coaches on both sides, I just think it's going to be high scoring overs cash in four of Minnesota's last five games. Plus I also want to mention this trend is hitting over 80% of the time. The over is seven and one in the Vikings last eight games following it against the spread loss, which is what happened last week in Detroit. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about this game a couple times this week on the TV show. I'm on the under as you know, yes. you know. I, yes, I, mean, I do know that. <laughs> it's it's not like my favorite player or anything silly like that. I it's a couple of moving parts. So I don't trust Big Ben. He's thirty nine, and when when you're oh, at the tail end no of your career, <laughs> consistency is the hardest thing. So even off a of good performance, consistency is hard in and of itself. But when your body's breaking down and stuff, I just don't expect much from him. The Steelers' defense is also night and day with and without T.J. Watt. Like, they got carved up by the Raiders after they lost him in the first quarter. That was in the beginning of the season. Then he's been in and out here and there. They're just so much more stout. He's that big of a factor as just one player, but it just changes their entire defense. I mean, he won the Seahawks game, right? Like, he stripped okay. – um, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Gino, Gino Smith, and then the, the ball popped out and set up the game when he field goal. So, for me, when he's in, I'm much more – Targeted the under, and I don't trust Big mm-hmm. Ben, but again, it could be turnovers. It, you know, who knows? But without Thielen, I think that really disrupts their offense. And last week, they had a bunch of third and longs against Detroit after Thielen left early in the game with the injury, and they converted them because the Lions are that bad, and Lions are playing kind of prevent victory with a double digit lead as well. So I, I just think some of these things in the Lions, I mean, t- I mean, excuse me, the Vikings typically play much better defense at home. The Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. primetime stuff doesn't bother me too much, it's mostly Monday nights. So if you take away the Monday night, it's like he's like middle of the pack or he's about 500-ish ATS. But not that I trust him that much, but I don't think he's going to be a complete disaster. So I lean to the under. I think it's going to be one of the sluggish games. But 44, 43 and a half is a really low number. So that's why I'm not like heavy on it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any props for the people? 
Yes. So I'm going to go Najee Harris over 70 and a half rushing yards. So while the Steelers have averaged the fourth fewest rushing yards per game this season, I think that Harris can have a game against the league's fourth worst running defense. He also leads the team in rushing yards, five touchdowns on the season. The Steelers have ran the ball 284 times this season. He's carried 217 of those. So 76% of those attempts. I just think with big Ben and like you mentioned, the lack of trust and whatnot with him, he'll probably just be passing the ball off. So I really like Najee Harris in this spot. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, he's been, in, I mean, obviously he was like NFL ready uh, as soon as he got mm-hmm. to the NFL. Any other plays? I don't really have much. I was thinking Big Ben under passing yards. It's in the 250 range. But even when they're yeah. playing poorly, he gets like the garbage yards because they don't, you know, he'll just like check down and try to just make some yards. Yeah, I guess the thing that you and I are definitely agreeing on is that we don't expect Big Ben to be that great tonight. So his under in the passing yards could definitely be a play. He's actually, though, hit the over in six of the last 11 games. But for me, Ben, uh, over half of an interception, so that's minus 130 right now, Vikings defense has accounted for 10 interceptions for 144 yards a season. Ben's thrown six interceptions already this season. Now he had two games where he threw two interceptions. Both of those were against Cincinnati. But if he has an off night tonight, considering he's still having problems with that shoulder, I just think that there's a high probability that that will happen. Yeah, I can see that's being a strong angle. He's he's not afraid to force things. So uh, he typically will certainly uh, throw risky passes. Let's go to the NBA. Only three games on the card tonight. Some intriguing games. I think all of them actually. Uh, in terms of the Lakers, as our listeners and viewers know, I always fade the Lakers. Not this one. <laughs> Doug hates the Lakers. <laughs> I think it's tough. It's also like sacrilegious because my favorite team. But look, oh. <laughs> I think the spot is terrible. The Grizzlies lost a game that matters more than yesterday. Um, I just don't think the spot is that great, mm-hmm. given the Grizzlies. It's like a buy low on the uh, – I don't know. It's just not – a favorable spot so I would only look to the Grizzlies but I just can't pull the trigger mm-hmm. I just don't think the stars align too distinctly agreed with you there I think I'm going to go with player props for the Grizzlies now with the Lakers we saw them last game and again this could most likely be an overreaction since their big three combined for 71 points against the Celtics that was great I'm noticing on the books right now you only have LeBron Westbrook and AD available for player props so when these become available just keep an eye on them Jaron Jackson uh, for the Grizzlies, he's averaged 16 points per game this season. He's bumped that up to 20 points in the last six games without John Morant. Same thing with Dylan Brooks. He's had 17 points this season, but he's kind of, you know, holding the fort down with John Morant gone. He lost two straight games, the Grizzlies, but before that went on a win streak without John Morant. So we'll see if they can bounce back here, but I just, there's nothing I trust with the Lakers at this point. Kind of same feeling with you, but uh Grizzlies are five and one ATS in the last six games overall. So just keep that in mind, but I'll definitely be checking out player props for that game tonight. Yeah. And, and in terms of Lakers, like they played their best game of the year. Like you can't be deterred by that. I mean, that's like all the more reason to fade them the next game. I mean, those outlier performances are going to happen. Um, it's just like, think of the bell curve, the, like the stuff at the edges, like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I don't think they've all of a sudden figured things out. Like they actually haven't. They're kind of oh, 100%. The hot team. Uh, Sixers. Uh, your Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Jazz. Yeah. Utah laying three. I know a sharp guy on the under. I haven't really dug deep into the numbers as to why it's come down a couple points. I just wanted to pass that along. I like to do that yeah. before I've done full research, but I, I don't like see an angle here. For me, it's Utah or pass. Yeah. So originally off the bat, when I saw this line, I was like, Utah minus two and a half. That should be like basically a lock, but Philly is good at home, 67 and 17 at Wells Fargo Center, and Bede's picking things up, but. They did have two wins recently against the Hornets and one being last night, but I mean, they weren't blowout wins and the Hornets are shorthanded. So that makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, Embiid's looking well and putting up the numbers. 
I've seen, um, you know, people, this line's moving down a little bit. It was three and a half. It's to three. So some people are back in the 76ers. Part of me, if I'm going to bet this game, I'm going to take Sixers money line and just go with it rather than play the spread. But I, I, there's a part of me that's like, oh, this Jazz team could blow us out of the water too. So I don't really have a great lean for this one. Yeah, the Sixers have been just kind of inconsistent. I mean, I guess every team is, but they they just disappoint me a little too much. Like they beat they they beat they win like these close like muck it up games against like the Knicks. I just mm-hmm. wonder once the Jazz roll in town, how, can they kind of maintain the firepower? And then Rudy Gobert can do something at least pose a little bit of uh, resistance against yeah Embiid. One college game I wanted to pass along. This Iowa steam I don't agree with. I think Iowa State in the points is probably the side, but I'm going to shy away a little a uh, little nervous there. But I think the Cyclones defense and home court will should cover the number. But I do like Purdue. Lane 12 and a half. Okay. I know it's classic spot to take the underdog, right? Purdue, newly crowned number one team in the country. Lane double digits on the road. Conference play. Everyone assuming the best. But I just don't think Rutgers is very good, right? Like, they're not that strong. Mm-hmm. Purdue's one of two teams in the country who are averaging 50, 40, 90. I think eventually they're just going to pull away. And there's been some flu issues with the Scarlet Knights. So I imagine the atmosphere will be rocking in Piscataway, but I just cannot get in front of this Purdue team. I, they've been off for a while. I think there's no, like, you know, two-game, two-day turnaround or anything silly like that. Even though on the road, even though the number one team, mm-hmm. even double digits, 12 and a half, I'm still laying it. I think the situation calls for it. All righty. Sounds good. And you got anything else before I, I skip over anything that you were on or we, we covered pretty much? No, we, we covered it all. Gonzaga's laying 32 and a half against Merrimack. I don't know if anyone in on that game. Um, All right. Well, we will see you later at 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Hope all of our listeners tune in then. And uh, thanks for tuning in as well. And remember, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff that helps us with the metrics on the podcast format. 